Welcome to the Sparked Podcast, a place to keep your spark bright. Here I've brought together my most powerful tips from the last decade plus partnering with small businesses on all things leadership, mindset, people and culture. Here my approach combines intuitive psychology, strategy, neuroscience and results-based coaching to unlock your highest potential. Step into your power and truly own your role as a leader so that you can spread the positive impacts of your purpose-led work everywhere. My name is Emma Campbell. I'm a mindset and performance coach for purpose-led leaders. I'm a mama to two cheeky little munchkins. I'm a wine appreciator, nature-obsessed, stubbornly optimistic child at heart, and I'm here to inspire belief in what's possible for you because it is all so possible. I hope that this podcast leaves you feeling lighter, more inspired, and more ready than ever to go out there and take actions on your big dreams and vision. I can't wait to dig in. See you in the podcast. Oh, hello, hello. So excited to introduce you and welcome my guest today, Jennifer McMahon. She is the co-founder and chief purpose officer at Modern People Global, whose purpose is to humanize the new world of work through leadership, culture and impact strategy. Jen has worked with some of the most respected and successful leaders and entrepreneurs around the world in her last 16 years in this space. And Jennifer's belief is that we all have a light within us and that her purpose is to bring that light into the world. If you've been following along on the podcast and along on my journey, you'll know that me meeting modern people and Jen was just meant to be. After being introduced or um, recommended that I that I'd speak to them a few times at different events, I researched their website, had a look at everything that they do and instantly fell in love, really realizing that we had similar values, similar journey, um, aligned purpose and you know from that place of connecting with a really like-minded like-hearted like-souled business the rest is history we launched the purpose mastermind and it's been a pretty amazing journey hence me wanting to bring her onto the sparked podcast so that you can get a taste of her amazing energy her amazing mindset and just to get to learn a little bit about where this purpose mastermind came from what it's all about and if it calls out to you if it sparks something within you then I would really encourage you to reach out to me I'll drop my links to my email um, in the show notes below and um, you know we can have a chat and a bit of a coffee if uh, if it feels like it's something of interest to you sending you all the love enjoy today's podcast Oh my gosh, so excited to welcome Jennifer from Modern People onto the Sparked podcast. Hello, Jennifer, how are you? Hello, I'm very, very well. Oh my gosh, so excited to have you here. I have just told my audience a little bit about you and how we first came to meet and my, um, you know, being... how did we first come to meet? Well, I don't think I've actually no, ever heard the story or told the story. Maybe I'll tell you the story because yeah, tell me. I, I would love to hear your side of the story as well. 
I had I had gone to a few different networking gigs. And whenever I would tell anyone what I did, they would always say to me, oh, my God, you need to talk to modern people. You need to talk to modern people. And I think by the time that it was like the second or the third person had said this to me, I was like, all right, who the hell are these (laughs) modern people? I did a bit of a Google search and I came across your website and I was just like, oh, my God, these guys are amazing. Purpose, culture, spiritual intelligence, Like the people just looked amazing. You guys had your purpose statements on the website. I was just like, oh my God, I have to talk to them. Like we have to meet. Mm. Um, So I sent you, I sent you a little, like uh, one of those messages literally on the contact boxes of your website. And I was like, I don't know you. I I remember now. I need to talk to you. Hello, I'm here. If you want to catch up for coffee, let's do it. (laughs) And Basically, the rest was history. We yeah. we caught up for a couple of different chats. We hit it off. I think we were just meant to meet because we couldn't stop talking to each other once we did start talking to each other. That's true. And many then, synergies. Yes, yes. And then I think we both realized that we had this shared goal of wanting to bring together purpose-led businesses so that they could elevate each other's impact and grow together and, um, you know, lead their purpose together and expand their impact and all of those sort of things. And this baby was born of mm-hmm. the Purposed Mastermind, which is now launched and out in the open and super, super exciting. And I think it would just be amazing for us to talk a little bit about that today. Sure. Um, and one of the questions that I had for you was... So first of all, definitely want to talk about the Purpose Mastermind, but I also thought it would be really funny to hear from your side of the your side of the story of having a little fangirl pop into your inbox and what what your side to the story of our meeting. <laughs> well, um, you know, I think it just got brought to our attention that we had this stalker, and stalker <laughs> was just kind of lurking in the shadows and calling and then she just you know came to our office unannounced I'm just joking none of those <laughs> none none of those things happen and then to your house <laughs> by the way and then next thing you know she turns up at the Wembley hotel and she's stalking my business partner and we're like okay all right Emma we'll meet we'll meet <laughs> oh um God, so I would love to have had a colorful story like that but no it was pretty much it was exactly as you said it was an email how we interacted with ever as an email that came into our inbox and said, um, you know, love what you're doing, exactly that, that a a number of people have mentioned that we should connect. And so I'm putting it out there and I'd love to connect. And we we have a principle here that any like-minded or we call it like-spirited like-spirited human um because we look you up and we look at your background we're like oh yes we're on the same vibration yeah we're uh, we have a shared purpose so uh we always yes to meetings so it may not always be immediately because of time commitments and and um and engagements but we will always make an effort to to meet you uh, if you reach out to us so yeah and so then the rest is history so I think you met with Annie first um and then but it wasn't um, the opportunity wasn't quite right at that stage to engage. And I think what what we what we're still learning, but we have learned is that we need to create time and space to let things evolve and let things um, germinate. You know, when we talk about planting seeds, you know, so I sort of 
feel that that first meeting with Annie was planting seeds and then we have to give it space and time to let things grow. And then, um, and then we interacted again. And then through that, we realized that there, there was this, this, um, shared idea that we were both working on independently yeah. in different ways, you know, yeah. I mean, different names and different, but ultimately it was the same thing. And, um, we thought, well, hang on. Um, uh, Emma said, well, I've, I've just finished a deep meditation and I have had a higher calling that, um, I need to reach out and say, hey, do you want to do you want to do this? And I said, oh, well, it's really quite bizarre, actually, because we were about to launch something which is really similar. I mean, a different name yeah. and um, slightly different in the delivery, but exactly the same in all other areas. So, you know, yeah. what? Yeah, let's get together and let's um, let's synergize both of our ideas yeah. and let's create a new one together. And yeah. that's what we did. So, so good. I feel like it's moments cool. like that that I just think, this is an idea that needs to be in the world. Like this is a baby that needed to be born and that it was it was trying to find different vessels to be born through, yes. multiple different vessels. And I remember being in not one meditation but two meditations and having that thought drop in, like reach out to modern people, ask mm. if they want to do the modern, if, if, ask if they want to do the mastermind together. Um, and if there's one thing that I've known from my journey is that when I listen to those little whispers, particularly when they come through meditation, it always turns into something absolutely incredible. Yeah. And so I followed the call. And so here we are. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible because that, that actually, it's a thing, you know, when we, um, we call it cosmic crumbs or yeah. messages from the universe, but ultimately what you're doing is connecting into your higher self to source energy and they're downloading messages to you and that's what our intuition is yeah. that's how it presents itself in synchronicities we talk about this a lot in our spiritual intelligence course um but synchronicities they they show themselves but it's up to us to to take action on those it's up to us to pick up on those signs or those signals or messages um and do something with it because we can say oh yeah that's nice yeah I think I should do that yeah but then not actually do anything about it you know, oh. and we're all guilty of doing that in our lifetime. But I guess um yeah. as you know, as as time has has gone on and and um the older I've got, I've learned really to tune into every single one of those messages. Mm. And um particularly when when there's multiple synchronicities, you know, you can show itself a message can show itself in numbers at one time in a conversation another time but when you're getting it like you said three times um or there's a number of people you're speaking to saying go and speak to modern people well you know it's it's almost like the universe is screaming at you so yeah. just do yeah. it take some action take some action <laughs> yeah what are you waiting for oh my gosh a hundred percent and I actually would love to hear a little bit more about your story and your journey and I guess like the the journey that you've been on that then sparked you to do what you do today and the purpose that you are now living and breathing and embodying through modern people, would you mind sort of giving us a little bit of the the journey of journey of Jen and what yeah, what sparked you to do what you're doing right now? Yeah. Um, sure, sure, happy to. It's uh it's been quite a journey and I think um, I wouldn't say there was any one thing that sparked it. I think it's um, 
always a culmination of many different things over a lifetime. It's an evolution. Um, but I guess, um, you know, if I, if I talk in a, a career sense, um, I've, I've always been in a people-based role, you know, so that is, you know, from when I, um, in my first degree, which was in marketing and communications. And then I went into a role, which I worked with in buying and operations management. And then um, I further went on and did some study in um in HR and and moved more into the people space, um and then my my first business that I had was a, a recruitment agency with another a business partner, and um, I bought into that business that had been going already for about ten years and. Um, and then we branched out into HR consulting as well as recruitment, and but we predominantly did executive search. Um, and it's really interesting because throughout my whole life, I've always been, um, when I say spiritual person, it's interesting because, you know, you're born in, I was born into a quite a religious family. And, um, and through that journey and through my team sort of realized and saw within those, the, the churches that my, um, my mum was a part of that there was a lot of hypocrisy and I uh, probably the the catalyzing moment for me um was when I was about I was 18 and I was at this particular church that um I was going to with some friends and the pastor was up on the stage and he was talking about um righteousness and um the righteousness path forward and it was basically talking about integrity right and um and I looked around I saw all these people and they're nodding and they yes 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 and then I looked around and I thought hang on a second um you're having an affair with your girlfriend you know you're um you speak poorly about other people you um are one of the most cynical people and critical people I've ever spoken to and I thought you're all there um and judging others and yet you're not living that truth and I thought hang on this is what am I doing here and I quite literally just stood up in the middle of the sermon and I walked out and I never went back again and I thought to myself it was like and I I take that as like a divine intervention as a divine moment of like it was a an awakening of wow there's there's such a uh, a lack of authenticity in this room you know there's a lot of smoke and mirrors and this is not who I am this is not who I who I choose to be this is not my higher self and so I just walked out and I thought okay but I I always believe that there is there is something else as a high power I don't believe that humans are the supreme being you know I believe that there's other energetic forces at play but I just didn't have the language or the the knowledge in terms of the concepts to to articulate it or to quantify it in any way. So I kind of just went on my merry way and I focused on on work and uni and building a life and and finding my life partner and and I focused on all those sorts of things and I didn't really think anything further about um, religion or spirituality. And as I um, as I went through my career and I I, I bought into the business and I, we were doing exceptionally well. I mean, this was back in the days of the Western Australian mining boom. Um, there was a lot happening. You know, we had national contracts with companies like Multiplex, um, Lendlease, Rio, BHP, all of the big resources companies, and then all of the second tier and third tier suppliers to those companies. And national, we had an office at our peak, an office in um, Melbourne, Perth, one in Brunei and global contracts. And we had 150 staff um, and I, including our contractors, and I thought, yeah, wow, I'm living the dream. This is incredible. 
Um, and then I started suffering from anxiety and mm. I thought, hang on, what's going on here? I am such an energetic person. I jumped out of bed. I quite literally have always jumped out of bed. Because <laughs> that doesn't I'm so, surprise me actually. <laughs> you know, I, I'm just so, um, I'm so grateful for the life that we have. I'm so, and I, and there are studies around this that individuals who have suffered a traumatic upbringing or childhood, um, they tend to um, err on the over-optimistic side because mentally our minds tell us, well, nothing could ever quite be as bad as it was when, you know, I was 13. So, um, hey, life is great. You know, I'm never going to complain about anything again. And that's what um, post-traumatic growth can do. Um, and there's a, a recent study that's just come out of Fiona Wood's um, foundation on post-traumatic traumatic growth. Mm. There's a lot of focus on post-traumatic stress syndrome. Yeah. It's actually the, the post-traumatic growth and it's what you do in that situation of trauma and how you turn that and how you shift through those yeah. blockages and you actually turn it into an opportunity. Yeah. And because not everybody does it, you know, and there's a lot of people that have brought, brought, I mean, I listened to a speaker last week who wrote a book about resilience and he was in the military and he served in Afghanistan. And, you know, he wrote his book about, well, why is it that some people, why is it that some people can um, come through post-traumatic yeah. stress and handle it in situations better than others? Like can that he coined that as, as resilience. And why is that? Um, and I truly believe it's the connection to your higher self. Something. Connection to your higher self, connection to the divine, connection to spirituality, to energy, to source, to God, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I don't, I'm not, I'm not a religious person, but I'm absolutely a spiritual person, yeah. you know? So I think it's, um, that is what, what takes us and transcends us beyond our physiological state of being. Yeah. And that is what we tap into in those moments when we need to, mm. to, to rise and we need to move through challenge or difficulty or adversity yeah and so I guess you know for myself like going back to my story yeah you know I would always jump out of bed and so I thought hang on you know I was one my my first experience with an executive team I was 21 years of age I walked into a boardroom of 10 men who were triple my age and one thing that my first mentor taught me was how to be confident and to have a voice. And she said, it doesn't matter that you're 21 years of age. You walk in there, you know what you're talking about, you do your research, you yeah. know your stuff and you go in there and you own your voice. Yeah. And I was taught that from 21 years of age. Oh, and good. so that was such a powerful life skill for me to learn so early on because then it was, it you know, didn't make a difference that I was a young female or um, that I um I wasn't as educated in the fields as the others. It, it didn't matter because I I learned to own my voice, but to know what I was talking about, to know what I stood for, to have to have all the material, the science, the research, the quotes, the stories to back it up, yeah. and to just sit in that truth. So and um and so I guess for me, I was like, hang on a second, what is this? Like I I remember having my first panic attack and I was on an aeroplane. I didn't I thought I was having a heart attack. I stood up as the wow. plane off and the air hostess said, sit down, sit down. And I was like, oh, but I, I, mean, I thought I was having a heart attack. You know, I just didn't, I didn't know what it was. I was like, but hang on, what's going on with me? And so long story short, it was, I guess, a then 
healing journey. It was a whole journey of understanding and unpacking why it was that I was suffering from anxiety in my 20s, in the peak of my career, doing so well, having everything, you know, my my family was communicating, we were talking, you know, I had a boyfriend, I was, I had all the things, you know, I had a career, I had um, um, financial security, I had all of those things, yeah. a really, really big group of friends and lots of different friends and, but yet I was still suffering from anxiety. And what I learned in that, in that period was that it was because I had lost connection to my purpose mm-hmm. and I'd lost connection and I wasn't living my values. So by losing connection to my purpose, because my purpose always was to be around people and to do good work and to be a good person. You know, that was it. I wanted to, to be a good person. I wanted to, yeah. to live true to, to the core values that form the basis of every single religion and and spirituality at its core. If you think about it, I always think about spirituality and as in it's the source energy is in the middle of the bicycle wheel. And then you have all of the different spokes that go out, you know, and all the different types of faith and spirituality and, and religions and belief systems and then you've got the the tire wheel which is which is humanity you know we're humanity and we're just and we're connecting into source through these the bicycle spokes and so you know I had to connect and and understand well why was that you know why wasn't I able to live my truth why wasn't I able to live my purpose and values because I got caught up on the the corporate the corporate wheel, you know, that winning one tender after another and then chasing after another and then winning another client and, and going out and we just kept getting bigger and bigger. And as that happened, the stress levels rose, the expectations rose, but the, yeah. the disconnection to my core values yeah. of humanity and service and integrity yeah. and yeah. authenticity, all of those things, um, relationships, contribution, all the things that I really value in life, I just wasn't able to realise in that. In mm-hmm. I was able in moments you know absolutely in moments and that's why I jumped out of bed with happiness mm-hmm. but then um, really the core of what I was doing and what I was delivering lacked that and so then I thought well we'll just go on a bit of a journey here and I um, uh, was coaching my business partner at the time we had a bit of a reverse mentorship and um, and you know we started then to evolve so we started to bring in coaching some leadership coaching and we started to bring in some um, uh, workforce planning and design and and um, it, through that, we connected more to meaningful work. Um, but then I, I had an idea to do some corporate wellbeing. And so um, as I do, I just went out and spoke to a couple of people and said, hey, this is my idea. This is what I want to do. And someone said, yeah, okay, let's do it. And that person was ISPT, a, a one of Australia's largest super funds. And we delivered a corporate wellbeing program to 2,000 people on St. George's Terrace. And so then um, I engaged 26 different practitioners from 26 different modalities, everything from exercise physiology to Reiki to massage to nutrition to um, leadership coaching to kinesiology, um, you name it, we, we had it as part of our, our, um, as our program mm-hmm. and delivered that. And we had people stopping us in the halls, you know, in, in this building saying, wow, thank you so much. You know, what the work that you did really transformed, it really changed my life. I went to your green smoothie workshop um, last week and um, the lady taught me how to, to make different green smoothies and I've been having one every day. And now I'm going to the gym and I haven't been to the gym in 10 years. So I just want to say thank you, you know, and my heart was full. You know, my heart, I was like, oh, this is, this is why, well, I'm, you know, I, it doesn't really matter what the, the channel is or the vehicle, but yeah. that outcome of someone saying that to me yeah. and that, that, that feeling that, 
that you have made a difference in someone's life, that is what I live for. Mm-hmm. And so I went back, obviously, then at our, our quarterly P&L meeting and um, my business partner said, oh, Jen, look at these figures. You know, we've got our executive search and we've got our recruitment arm and we're doing, you know, 50%, 60% margins. Um, and yet we've got over here in the corporate well-being, it's like 20% margin. I'm like, yeah, but it's still a margin. Like it's still profit. You know, we're not at a, what we do over here on this side of the business allows us to do this side of the business. And in our executive search, we are changing people's lives because we're finding people their dream career and we're, we are connecting them to meaningful work. But, you know, this is a different type of, yeah. of, contribution you know and really should it all doesn't it all average out isn't that why you you do isn't it's like I felt it was like marketing 101 even even if you don't feel that you're here to serve um in her and I had very different values um you know so I always went in the angle with her around performance and achievement and outcomes so I said well you know even this is marketing 101 right you have your stars you have your dogs your cash cows you know the BCG matrix that you know we all did when we were 18 you know it's like nothing has that hasn't changed you know that model is still used in business now and you know it's it's so you you have and that's how you have a well-rounded and a diverse business model but she just was fixated on on the high high margin and the high profitability and working around the clock at all costs Mm. and um so I realized that look we were just never going to align and um you know we had a beautiful journey together she's taught me I wouldn't be the person who I am today if I didn't have those experiences with her and so I'm so grateful to her for that but we just we just grew apart you know, that's really what it was. We just grew in different, we're going in different directions, different journeys, different vibrations or frequencies, whatever the language is that you resonate with. Yeah. But we essentially just were not um, on the future path together. So I walked away from that business. Um, that was in 2018 and um, and then started Modern People. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Amazing. And what a bloody beautiful business that it is. Thank you so much for for sharing that journey with us and what an awesome one. Can I hear, well, actually, I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about modern people for those who have not yet got to meet you guys and hear what you do. Tell me about the purpose behind modern people, what you're here for, what impact it is that you want to make. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, um, our purpose is to humanize the new world of work. Mm. And how we do that, how we humanize is we, uh, with our heart-led leadership practices, with our culture evolution and evolving and synergizing and integrating cultures and people so they communicate more, they connect on a deeper level, um, they're open, they're vulnerable, but they're also highly productive. You know, they 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 like to achieve, they like to see the outcome, they like to see things through to fruition and um, and they're committed to that. They're committed to the, the purpose, to the cause, to the goal. Um, and through our impact work, you know, so we work with a lot of organisations around their net positive model, which is what we used to call ESG. And I know that's still used a lot now with ESG strategy, but through the net positive model and what that is and how that they can evolve to be a business for good. Um, We are a B Corp certified business, which is an internationally recognized certification for business for good, um, for higher standards of of social and environmental and um, economic governance. So everything we do is with people, planet, and performance in mind, you know, and purpose. So it's, um, yeah, yeah. What's, what is the impact that you want to make through your work? Um, 
we, I mean, we have a couple of impact goals, you know, so on paper, you know, and, and in reality, you know, how we quantify that because we're in the corporate world and in yeah. business, we need numbers, you know, we yeah. need numbers to validate our success. We need numbers to share with various compliance and governing bodies and also to share with industry because numbers can make us feel good. So, yeah. you know, we embrace the masculine and the feminine in that. And that's very much the masculine side is that we need those numbers to validate our, our um, successes and that's okay. Yeah. So, you know, in terms of our, our numbers, we um, have a goal to to evolve a million people within 10 years on that journey of, of lost to found on the modern people journey. Amazing. We, um, and we have a, a goal to work with a thousand different companies, businesses, organizations um, around the world to on, on that modern people journey to evolve them as well, to evolve their people, their practices, their leadership culture and their impact. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So that's on paper. But I guess for me, you know, like for, well, you know, my purpose, my, my higher purpose is to bring the light in each and every person out and share it with the world. Mm -hmm. So if I can do that every single day, and that's how I measure if I've had a good day or not, you know, is can I, have I brought out the light in anybody today? Mm -hmm. Have I shared anyone's light today? They're Mm -hmm. the questions that I ask myself. And if I can say yes, just to one person, then it's a good day. And if I haven't shared somebody's light or if I haven't brought that light out in somebody else or helped them to see some a light that is there that they perhaps yeah. um, have forgotten um, or didn't think they would, it was there, then, um, you know, that's that's what I live for. That's what, what I do. Oh, my gosh. Um, you, I, you speak about your purpose with such clarity and and certainty and confidence how did you how did you come to find your purpose how did you unlock it how did it become known to you yeah yeah I think one of the greatest misconceptions with purpose is that we find it it's something that we go out and we seek and we find you know I had a um, one of my best friends um gosh 20 years ago she went and climbed her first mountain in Nepal and she's like, I'm going to go and find, you know, my purpose in life. I'm going to climb this mountain. I'm going to find my purpose. <laughs> it's going to be. And, you know, it's it's so, it's so, um, it kind of sounds, um, it, 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 it's interesting because I, I really do believe that everything that we have, everything that we need is already within us. And whenever we need reminding of that and whenever we need to unlock something that is already there, all we need to do is tap into our higher self. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that higher self, that source energy that's around us, you know, when we tap into that, we connect really to who we are supposed to be because, you know, we have our energy, we have our DNA that's come here in our physical body uh, and we have our genetic DNA, but we also have our soul DNA that's yeah. come here and our soul, our spirit has come here and our spirit already has a purpose. You know, uh, us, we have a life uh, assignment that we're here to learn and that's what our soul is here to learn. Yeah. And so it's up to us to connect into what that is and it's up to us to help to to realise that and do what we need to do to be living that purpose. And, you know, I know that's very high level and it, it might sound esoteric to a lot of people, um, but if you think of it like when you are at your most fulfilled state, like if you think about, and if I can ask the, the audience to just think about the last time that you felt that you were truly significant, the last time that you felt that you truly mattered mm. to another person, you mattered in life, you mattered to another person, tap into that feeling and that feeling, yeah. how did you feel in that moment? Yeah, And that is fulfillment. 
Yeah. So that is the moments that we feel that our cup is full, our hearts are full. We feel that we're fulfilled. Yeah. And so what if you could cultivate more of those moments? Mm. What if you could create a life for yourself where you are feeling the way that you feel in those moments on a regular basis? Yeah. And that's what purpose does. And that's why we need to connect back into these moments and we need to use those moments to design who we want to be and design the life that we want to have. And I know a lot of the work that you do and the work with Joe Dispenza, he's all about designing and breaking through your current belief systems and your current patterns. And um, even Tony Robbins talks about it. He calls it interrupting patterns. You know, this, this is not new thought or philosophy or, or, or mindset work. It's, this has been around for a long time. It's just connecting back into what you feel, what brings you joy, what brings you a sense of meaning, what then brings you fulfillment. And when you can connect into those moments and you can think, okay, well, how do I actually build a life like this? How do I build a life where I get paid to do those things? How do I build a life where people come to me or I go to people to do those things or I create a product, which which delivers that. Yeah. How do I build a life around that? Because, you know, we need, we live in a world, unless you are blessed with unlimited wealth in this. And when I talk about wealth, I'm talking about financial wealth, not um, mm. not relationship wealth or spiritual wealth, because wealth can come in many different forms. But, you know, if you are blessed in a life, in this life where you have um, an endless supply of of money, of financial wealth, then then that's a big responsibility because then, you know, you're, you have a choice that you can do things without the need for that financial return. Yeah. But if you don't, and you know, I am I, I am one of those people that I do need to 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 create a, a, a financial return for myself and for my family and the future of my my um daughter. Yeah. Um that, you know, for me it's about crafting a life where I can live that truth and and be paid for it. Yeah. And through modern people, we have a whole company where we have individuals who live their truth yeah. and we're paid for it. Yeah. I often think of purpose as the most selfless and selfish thing that any human can do. Selfless in that often when you are living in your purpose and living in your truth, you are being of service to someone else because they are the moments that we feel the most significant, that we feel like we can truly matter. It's Mm. the moments of connection when we're connecting with another person or connecting with something bigger than us Mm. and also selfish because it feels really freaking good to be in your purpose and to be embodying that state of connection. It is just the most giving and serving state that anyone can be in. And I think for me, purpose is more, of course you need to be able to express your purpose through words, but purpose is a state. It's a, it's a feeling, it's a, it's a way of being um, and a way of embodying a truth rather than a statement. And I think for a lot of people out there, they're looking for, for that statement to say what their purpose is, Mm. but, but really, you know, and I'm sure that everyone that is listening has had those moments in their life of being in their purpose. And I I really, really love what you mentioned around tuning into and remembering a moment that you felt truly significant in someone else's life, that you felt like you really matter because that 
that is a moment of, you know, deep connection and being in alignment with your truth. And what a great way to, to cast awareness towards that. So cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's very cool. And we do a lot of work. We, um, so one of our board members, Zach Mercurio, um, he's one of the godfathers of purpose and meaningful work in the U S um, he has uh, created a, a, a model and a practice around the science of mattering. Um, and so, uh, we are the Australian representative, I guess, for the certified mattering movement in, 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 um, here at Modern People. And so it's something that we practice a lot. So that activity of moments of significance of moments of mattering is part of that of, of that science of mattering and what we do. Because we, unless we can connect into those moments and really feel those moments, it just becomes words, right? And it just becomes, we can intellectualize our feelings, but yeah. do we actually feel them? So yeah. we need to feel them. And it's so important in all the work that we do to, to remember that. And I think you know, back to like the purpose as a as words or as a a, a state. Absolutely, like um, I agree with you. It's absolutely a way of being. It's a state, but we have to start somewhere because if depending on what vibration or what level of consciousness you're at, um, having a purpose statement and and you know the first tool, the first activities we do, we come out with a statement. But the, what we say to that is like, this is your baseline. Like this is just a starting point because words do matter and words can be part of, of you know, in NLP and in, in a lot of behavior change and, and, and state change. It's, you know, saying and those positive, that's where positive affirmations come from and because words do matter and the self-talk that we have matters. So when we can come out with a starting statement to say, for example, my purpose is to um, radiate kindness in all my relationships every day, for example, then you can say, okay, well, that's my purpose is to radiate kindness in, in all my relationships. So that's work, that's home, that's sport, that's family, that's everywhere right yeah. that's it that my my barista who makes who makes coffee in the morning you know it's to radiate kindness so that's going to be my purpose my purpose is going to do that you start there yeah. now purpose is not a destination you don't just go okay well that's my purpose that's it I got it for life it's like well yeah. you start there and then on that journey of radiating kindness every day then you start to unlock oh actually well, what am I doing here I'm, I'm really giving people advice and I'm coaching and I'm counseling and I'm really connecting with people and I'm finding out what makes them tick and oh my goodness just from starting as radiating yeah. kindness now I'm actually doing this now I'm helping people grow yeah. oh and then six months later you evolve your purpose statement to oh my purpose is to help people grow in every area of life yeah. it started with kindness but now it's helping people grow and then you might go okay well, that's my purpose I'm going to do that and I'm going to help people grow and you're on that journey you're helping people grow and somebody says oh they're feeling a bit stuck and then you offer them a connection to someone or some advice or read this or or do you want to go for a walk let's hang out and then all of a sudden you realize that actually no my purpose is to really help people reach their full potential it's to, and then, then six months later, that becomes your next purpose statement. And that's what purpose is, but we have to start with somewhere. So, because otherwise it's just, it can be really overwhelming. It's like, well, I, cause you expect to get to this state of being, which is, needs to be lived or embodied in every moment of the day. And that's unrealistic, right? Because it's like, like saying like, I just want to be my purpose. I just want to be happy. Well, happiness is a transient state. Happiness comes and happiness goes, yeah. you know, the Stoics believe actually that, you know, it's really that adversity and that that really tests your character and brings you that sense of fulfillment and worthiness is when you're tested and when you're challenged and, you know, that they believe happiness comes and happiness goes. And so, you know, for us, it's about more than that because, you know, is every moment of my day happy? Oh, hell no. 
Hell yeah. no. Yeah. When I am when I'm in a session, there is some really um, fixed mindsets, and I'm and I'm I'm working at, at breaking through some barriers. And it's, am I happy in that moment? Oh hell no, I'm not happy. Yeah. But do I feel fulfilled? Oh yes, I do because mm-hmm. I know that the work I'm doing is making a difference. I know that it may not seem that way. The yeah. words coming out of their mouth may not may not speak to me in that way, but I know that I'm planting seeds. Yeah, because it's happened. It's happened thousands of times in my lifetime where people will come back to me after and say, you know, that chat that we had a year ago, or, you know, you know, that time you came in and we had that, that conversation, look, I'm really sorry for not reaching out after that. But what I actually did is I went away and I had to think about what you were saying and, you know, I just wasn't ready to hear it then. But um, six months later, I had a divorce, my wife left me and I was forced to do some work and I've done Mm. some work and I can honestly say that, the start of that was the conversation that I had with you. I just wasn't ready to face it. And I want to, I want to say sorry for how I behaved in that. And that. Oh, wow. And that's, that's happened to me. I I can't even count how many times situations like that have happened. So, you know, so is it, am I happy? No, I'm not happy, but am I fulfilled? Oh yeah. Hell yes. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm so glad that you, um, so beautifully articulated the difference between like being able to win body estate and uh and feel an emotion and how you can be ha- not happy <laughs> yeah and fulfilled at the same time um that is yeah. so beautiful and it and it's so funny that you mention uh you know the power of planting seeds right mm. i feel like this has been a really um i don't know like a topical theme in my life recently of even being at I was hanging out at my mum's house uh earlier in the week and talking about, um, you know, even transitions with kids, right? Like, so kids starting kindy, uh, yes. kids starting primary school, kids starting high school, and how they're going through all these different transitions. And, you know, um, big call out to all the all the parents out there that who who have sent their kids to their first day of school, and you know, witnessing them going through big emotions Mm. and and as parents or as coaches as guides as mentors we want to be able to help them in those moments we want to be able to say the right thing we want to be able to um you know help them grow and that often we will share little words of wisdom which is also what I think of as like we're planting seeds with them right and and while in that moment it might not look like your toddler hears what you're saying, or it might not hear like your teenager um, is understanding what you're sharing with them. You are planting a seed and that those seeds, some of them take a little bit longer to flourish and grow into beautiful trees. And um, some of them spark straight away. Right. And I think that that is just the beauty of, of knowing that there is, there's movement and there's evolution going on underneath the surface that we can't see, but that it does, it does fruit and it does manifest it at it some does. point in life. So, ne- so don't stop um, planting those seeds. Just know yeah. that they're, they're growing away, like waiting for the right water to be poured <laughs> on them and, and turning into that beautiful fruit. And there's a, there's a beautiful expression that comes from Zach, um, one of our, our board members. And he says that, a river flows to many places that a source never knows. Mm, and it's just, so that is, it's, 
one of the philosophies that we embody in here. And whenever we get stuck or whenever we think, oh, you know, we can't calculate this or what is really the figure or the number of impact, it's, you know, what one of us will say to each other, a river flows to many places, a source never knows. And that's that's okay. You know, we don't have to be. Um, you know, like if, if you had to summarize, you know, what we do, um, out in the corporate world and in different businesses and companies, you know, we, we create ripples of change Yeah, and our role is to create the ripple. It's not to be the ripple. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's the magic of life as well, right? Is that you don't know exactly where that ripple or where that river's going, but exactly. it can, it can spark those moments of just going, Oh, wow. I did not predict that. And how amazing is that? And if I look back on my life journey, definitely the moments that I hadn't predicted are like nine times out of 10, the best moments in my life. The ones that I just couldn't have seen coming. And, you know, suddenly I've made a new friend or I've learned something new, or I've had an incredible experience and you just can't predict them. And I think that's so cool to know. So mm. before we finish off, um, I want to come back to, we talked a lot about purpose, a lot about planting seeds and, you know, ripples of change and ripples of impact. I want to talk a little bit about the purpose mastermind and what it means to you. Why, why was this something that you felt like was really important for businesses to be able to enjoy why why was this something that you wanted to do yeah um for us it was around accessibility because the work in the purpose mastermind is work that we're already doing with um larger organizations or global organizations or um just organizations with perhaps a um higher financial capacity. And so what we were finding was that um, there would be people that we would speak to when we're out and about and our team members are out and about at different um, um, events, um, conversations, referrals. And we found that it, there wasn't really a group. There wasn't something in a collective, you know, people just assumed, um, you know, that we would have a group, uh, almost like a membership in a way that people could get together. And every time we have, you know, we have um, our end of year a celebration, you know, we have 300 people that come to the end of year celebration just because people want to get together and they want to meet all the other people that yeah. we work with in our community. Yeah. And so, you know, we just thought, well, yeah. So we there was such a, there was a need, there was a gap for building a community of like-minded um, yeah. business owners and entrepreneurs. And there was also a gap for the size, you know, for that SME yeah. market, yeah. because a lot of the work that we do with SMEs, we either do, we obviously do one-on-one or individually with the, with the directors or then with their teams, but we had nothing where, um, they could come and they could learn and something which um, they could learn from their peers and create that community rather than waiting till the end of year for our big event yeah. to get together. And then something with a bit more structure as well. Yeah. Um, but for us, it was that accessibility, you know, in, in terms of the, the price point, you know, with it only being $3,000 a month, yeah. um, you know, that, that was hugely accessible to a, a lot of people. I mean, you know, a, a lot of our average engagements, depending on, on what they are, you know, started about 10 grand a month you know and and and, yeah. and go up from there so you know it's really um for us you know have, having that accessibility and being able to to be of service and to yeah. use the work that we've already tried and tested and we know is working in other organizations with yeah. the um small to medium business owners at yeah. three thousand dollars a month was it's, it's yeah that's that's really why 100 percent, and the opportunity for them to not only learn about 
how to become more purposeful, how to elevate their team, how to elevate their impact, Mm -hmm. but to learn from other like-minded, like-hearted, like-spirited business owners who are going through the exact same challenges as them, who are, you know, also trying to find and attract the best Mm -hmm. team, who are also trying to figure out how to balance purpose and profit, who are Mm -hmm. also trying to figure out how to build a sustainable business that doesn't rely solely on them for it to grow and flourish Mm -hmm. and manage their work-life balance. And all of those sort of day-to-day challenges that every single business owner is going through, Mm -hmm. um, particularly the heart-led, conscious, caring, empathic, purpose-led business owners who are giving their Mm -hmm. everything to to their business and their purpose and their impact and their team every day and who have the you know, there there can be that vulnerability to burnout when you're when you're that type yes, of leader. Absolutely. So being being able to have a container that that they can share these challenges and these wins and nourish each other and grow together. Yeah. Beautifully. So beautifully put. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's bloody exciting. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Jen, thank you so much for coming on the Sparked podcast. I feel like we could talk for hours as per usual. I have just absolutely loved hearing everything that you've got to say. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Is there anything that you want to leave us with, a gem of wisdom, a place that we can connect with you, anything at all? Mm. The greatest life advice that I've ever taken on board is just keep going. That's it, just keep going. (laughs) Yeah. So good. Amazing. Thank you, my love. Um, Really appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. See you. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed, I would just love it if you took one little minute to leave a quick review or even to share this potty with a friend who you think might benefit from its message. It's honestly hearing your feedback that keeps me going and helps me spread the word to get in the ears of other people just like you who are going through similar challenges and keen for a little bit of inspiration. Thank you so much. I love you. I appreciate you. And I'll see you in the next podcast.